Come, Holy Spirit, I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. This is what Peter promises as he interprets what happened all those years ago on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit rushed upon the believers, sending tongues of fire to rest above their heads, filling them with God's Holy Spirit, causing them to speak in their own languages about God's deeds of power. When the Holy Spirit comes, we prophesy, we see visions, we dream dreams. So are we ready to prophesy God's deeds of powers here? What are our dreams now? What visions do we see? What visions are we casting here now at All Saints Indianapolis? I know, I know, who are we to assume that the Holy Spirit is working through us now? After all, the wild story we get of Pentecost, all those names we can barely pronounce, great job, Don, Descriptions of tongues of fire, people babbling in hundreds of tongues yet still being understood by all, that all can make Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, feel very, very far away from us. A one-time event lodged in history that we dutifully celebrate each spring by wearing our red and calling it charmingly the birthday of the church. Now, of course, it must have seemed wild and foreign and implausible, even at the time, not just now. After all, some observers there sneered, accusing all of the believers, 120 or so of them, men and women, slave and free, they were accused of being drunk. It must have seemed like a party trick, maybe. And too often, we churches celebrate it a little bit that way like a festival or a circus, something entertaining but not related to our everyday lives. But look at what Peter does. Peter takes this amazing event and then he begins to interpret it for the people. He t hears all those people telling of God's great deeds, spreading the good news in their own languages, and he reaches deep into the story of God, their story, our story, back to the prophet Joel, and he begins to explain what's going on. This isn't weird. These folks aren't drunk, Peter argues. Remember, this is what was promised to us. God's spirit will come among us and your young ones will prophesy and see visions and your old ones will dream dreams. 
in this moment that seemed chaotic and singular. Peter uses the gift of interpretation to tell the church what's happening and who we are to be. The Holy Spirit has filled us, all of us, each one of us, to share good news. And we are the community that has been adopted by the Spirit, co-heirs with Christ, as Paul says, to share God's word and words, God's good news of peace and courage, love and mercy with the world. For you see, prophecy, prophecy is not about predicting the future. Prophecy is truth telling. It's truth telling. It's about naming how and where and in what way God is at work in the world. Prophecy is helping a world that is too often deaf to God. It helps them hear and know God's voice again. If you read the prophets in the Hebrew scriptures, Isaiah and Amos, Joel and Jeremiah, Hosea and more, they're not predicting the future, but they're telling people how God is, calling people back to God, away from whatever behavior is clearly not of God. Prophets might talk about the ruin that will befall a people who no longer listen to God, but that's not predicting the future. After all, any of us knows that bad things will happen when we go astray. No, what prophets do is tell the truth now. Interpret how what's happening now is in line or not with God's dream. And now Peter is telling those gathered, those who have just been filled with the Holy Spirit, that they have the power to share what God is up to. They are now tasked with dreaming dreams. They now will see visions. And of course, the Holy Spirit didn't come just once, long ago. The Holy Spirit, the advocate, the spirit of truth came to be with us so that we remember all that Jesus came to teach and do for us so that we would not be left alone after Jesus ascended to the Father. Jesus promised his followers us this. So prophets, what is God up to now? So Pentecost people, what is God up to here? How do we at All Saints understand and share God's great deeds, God's good news? Well, here's what I see. I see us welcoming people, just as we've welcomed them in the past. In the past, a white congregation welcomed its black neighbors, and then a mixed congregation welcomed its gay neighbors. And now we welcome our transgender neighbors, families with young children, 
people who long for a church that worships in beauty and mystery, people who need a church that will just let them be as they heal from life's hurts. And how do we understand our welcoming? How do we understand that we have always been a church of people who have too often been on the edges? I mean, after all, couldn't observers sneer at us as they sneered at those speaking in a variety of tongues all those years ago? Oh, all saints, they'll take anybody. They're oddballs, they're misfits. We're not sure they're even Christian. But if we stopped, if we stopped and we took a deep breath and we listened to the Holy Spirit, might we prophesy? Might we use the words etched on the back of that sign outside in our front yard that has the letter of Hebrews on it? Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so some have entertained angels unawares. And suddenly, what we're doing seems in line with God's dream. And what visions do we see now? Are we envisioning a world here where love and mercy reign, not greed and fear? where love and mercy reign whenever we collect food for the Damien Center, or when we give away money from the yard sale and we serve dinner at Dayspring and just yesterday clean the drop-in center at Outreach Inc. for homeless youth, or when we wait at the airport at 10 o'clock at night to greet a Syrian refugee family, or we take communion or meals to those who are sick, or when our events committee arranges a beautiful spread to celebrate those among us no matter how humble. And when we do those things, we know we don't do them under our own power, but because Jesus promises that we will do the works that he did and even greater things than these because he has sent the Holy Spirit. And we understand ourselves and what we're doing because we look at scripture and we say, we do these things because Jesus tells us that when we feed the hungry and we visit the sick and we welcome the stranger, we feed and we visit and we welcome Christ himself. You see, prophesying, dreaming dreams, seeing visions, visions are not things only done by great prophets of old. The Holy Spirit did not just rush upon the earliest believers and then go home. The Holy Spirit is with us whenever we proclaim God's good news in word and deed. We prophesy whenever we speak God's word now to those who need so desperately to hear it. You see, Beloved, you beautiful, shining Pentecost 
people. The world has gotten so, so noisy. So inflamed with toxic words, cynical words that seek to tear down and wound and in that maelstrom, it can be very hard to hear God's word, God's voice. It can be so hard to listen for the spirit, so hard to see what she is up to in our world and in our lives. But we, we as Pentecost people, we listen for God's voice. And we try to speak with it. And in that maelstrom of toxic language and words, we do not hurl words in anger and hate, but we share the word in love to cross borders and to bridge divides with the words of hope and mercy and love that we know God wants us to speak. We, we are to dream beautiful dreams. We are to dream beautiful dreams for all saints and for the world. We are to be fed by the beauty and hope of our worship, and then we are called to share that beauty with the world, starving, starving for the voice of God. For on Pentecost, for on Pentecost and on every day we trust the Holy Spirit, we know we know, as the poet Malcolm Geet writes, the right words come today in their right order, and every word spells freedom and release. Today the gospel crosses every border. All tongues are loosened by the Prince of Peace. Today the lost are found in his translation, whose mother tongue is love in every nation whose mother tongue is love in every nation. For as prophets and dreamers, as Pentecost people, the vision we have, the word we speak, is love.
On this day, our Lord's first disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and were formed into a community who were all of one accord. It is this same spirit of love that we have been received in baptism and who dwells among us. I call upon you, therefore, to renew the solemn promises of, and vows of holy baptism by which we, were once, we once renounced Satan and all his works and promised to serve God faithfully in his holy Catholic Church. Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil and renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? I do. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will with God's help. Let us now pray for strength to persevere in our renewed commitment to Christ.
Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Christ, your Son, may live in the power of your resurrection and look for him to come again in glory 